Okay, we're going to begin this story. It's called Charles and Lucy Butler Go to France. It's story one from Brittany in 1978. This would be in uh, It's a Rum Life, book three, but I've only just written this one. Now, we arrived at Saint-Malo on the northern coast of France after an overnight crossing on Brittany ferries from Portsmouth. Saint-Malo is an old Corsair town, in other words, the home of pirates in the past. This amused Charles greatly, and he thoroughly enjoyed the tour of the sea walls around the town. We began making our way across country on a southwesterly direction aiming for the southern Brittany coast at Karnak, where there is perhaps the largest collection of standing stones in the world. One of the more memorable towns we stayed at en route was Josselin, with its wonderful castle just across the road from our hotel. I mention this because there are photos of Charles and Lucy in that town. We actually spent a whole day exploring Karnak, which is on a peninsula close to the famous Bay of Morbihan. There are close to 3,000 stones covering a huge area, which is unenclosed, and sheep and ponies graze the area freely. Many of the stones are fairly small and form long lines. The larger stones are often in large groups, such as the burial mound types often seen in other parts of Europe. This area has some of the finest sandy beaches in Europe, and we also devoted a day to exploring these along the coast westwards. We were now aiming for the fishing port of Concano, which has a spectacular inner old town behind a fortified wall in the centre of the harbour. The boats, new and old, were all fascinating to Charles and Lucy with their particular interest in boats. The buildings of the old town were also intriguing, and it was in Concarno that we first saw a lady wearing a traditional coif headdress. It was the next day, a Sunday, when Charles got himself into some very hot water and was well and truly battered by an old lady and her handbag. It happened like this. In the south of Brittany, many older customs are still very much part of everyday life. It was a a bigoudin coif, or ladies' headdress, that caused the problems. These are very tall and made of starched lace. The lady we'd seen in Concano was wearing a very smart but not too elaborate coif, and Charles was keen to see something more spectacular. So on the Sunday morning now, and we had begun to make our way steadily back to Kong for our return ferry in a couple of days' time. Quite unexpectedly, we drove past two ladies walking down a country lane, both wearing the traditional tall bigodin coif. They were also dressed all in black. This is not unusual in the French countryside in the 1970s, but these ladies looked like they were on their way to the local church. Charles wanted to take their photograph and we stopped a few yards ahead of the ladies who probably thought, oh, I wonder what these folk want, foreign car, probably on holiday, maybe they're lost or something like that. In fact, Charles hopped out smartly with his berry perched on his head in what he thought was typical French fashion. He waved his camera at the ladies and tried to ask them if he could take their photo. 
Both ladies had probably never heard English spoken to them before, and certainly not by a mad chap with a tricky beret. Before Charles could move out of the way, the larger of the two ladies swung her handbag at him in a wide arc and soundly whacked him on the side of his head, knocking his berry askew. Both ladies also said something which I gather was rather uncomplimentary. Everyone still in the car was in hysterics of laughter, particularly Lucy. Fortunately, I had my camera close at hand, and although missed the actual fracas, I did catch the ladies moving off. Looking at the photo later, I think Charles was very brave, even approaching that larger lady, who looked like she could take on Big Daddy the wrestler, with one hand tied behind her back, and still come out on top. Charles <laughs> had actually seen his tall lace lady's headdress close up in real life, and also had close contact with the wearer. The return journey was not quite so exciting, although we did go to see some of the Normandy invasion beaches. Omaha Beach was closest to our route, and there were still some permanent reminders of the action that took place there. The holiday finished with our crossing back to the UK from Kong to Portsmouth, and the drive back to Boston. Charles took lots of photos, and Lucy was, as always, very patient. That's the end of that little story, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to listen to on this Buzzsprout site. Lots of free videos to watch on our YouTube channel. Now, there is no shop anymore uh, for our books and anything else that we, we've created. They used to be on sale, but not anymore. They're free now. And you can see all the details on our new website, www it's a rumlife.com that's i t s a r u m l i f e.com thank you for listening